Tyson Alger of the Oregonian and Oregon Live. Follow him on the tweet machine at Tyson Alger. Tyson, thanks for joining us, first of all. And I got to imagine that uh, the trip to Southern California is one of the ones you look forward to most during the regular season, no? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's uh, that and the Arizona trips are always circled on uh, on the calendar. So uh, I will certainly be enjoying this uh, 70 degrees and sunny as uh, the rains move back in. <laughs> That's perfect timing, man. Um, I got to tell you, though, when it comes to watching this Oregon Duck basketball team, um, I'm cautious getting too attached to their success. I mean, it's been an up and down year that's been filled with, uh, you know, a, a lack of a lack of consistency. That being said, last week was awesome to watch. If you're a Duck fan, the big win over Washington and the solid victory over Washington State. So, is this team really playing their best ball this season, and is that sustainable? Uh, they are playing their best basketball of the season. Um, is it sustainable? I think that's kind of the big question, and I, I think we'll learn a lot about that this week. Um, Oregon has gotten on, gone on streaks this year. They, they had one, I believe, three or four in a row before that uh, really big loss at Stanford. Um, but since then, they've, they've won two in a row. Um, but I, I do think the difference between the way they've played the last two games versus uh, even when they, you know, beat Arizona State and played well at Arizona and, and uh, beat UCLA, is they're playing complete games right now. E- even when Oregon was winning, they were still have, having spurts of uh, ineffectiveness on offense. Um, uh, they they blew leads uh, late in the second half in, in several of those games. Uh, but this, this Washington trip, uh, it, I'm sorry, this this Washington series, they played 40 minutes in both of those games. They uh, they were pretty dominant from uh, kind of tip to final horn. Uh, I really liked their activity on defense, and it just it just seemed like a lot of stuff that you could build around more than just um, kind of momentum. I mean, uh, I, I know everyone was getting high on the match that they won that Arizona State game, but they also needed Elijah Brown to uh, hit a ton of threes in that game. I mean, it, it was uh, kind of different variations of people getting hot. Um, so I, I do look at these two wins, and I think they were the most consistent games they play they didn't need one player to get hot and i i do think they're in a pretty good position uh coming into this trip but uh, obviously oregon uh has some struggles on the road uh these are two quality teams and they're two quality wins the ducks need if, if they do want to get back into this ncaa tournament discussion you may have just alluded to it but what does oregon have to do with these games coming up against sc and ucla in order to avoid the letdown that they had when they played stanford a couple weeks ago yeah uh, I, I mean that was that Stanford game was so weird because uh, it's Stanford isn't a team that I think a lot of people really uh, think is one of the powers in the conference. But I mean, playing at Stanford against a team that has Reed Travis can just be awfully hard. Um, these, these two LA teams, I, I know uh, they a they've faced them before. They they nearly beat USC. That was another game where Oregon played badly down the stretch. They did beat UCLA. Um, but, I mean, if, if you look at Oregon's resume, they only have, I think, two wins this year over top 50 RPI teams. And right now, USC is 47, and uh, UCLA is, I think, 52. Uh, so they're kind of like right in that wheelhouse of uh, these are the games Oregon needs to win to, to make the tournament. I, I, don't think, um, I don't think they absolutely have to have both of these games to make the tournament, especially with the Arizona schools coming up next week. But they have six games left on their schedule right now, and I, I think they have to probably win about four of those in order to, to make a case. Troy Brown and Kenny Wooten have been two guys that have stepped their games up in recent uh, in recent games. First with Troy, what have you seen? What kind of growth have you seen out of him recently that's led to this success? 
he just looks more confident out there. Uh, he's a five-tool player. He can do a lot of things. And at the start of the year, it looked like he was, um, you know, tentative in some of those things. He wasn't driving as much. He was relying on his outside shot. And, and he was oddly kind of just losing the ball uh, casually when he was handling it. Um, but if you look over this last stretch of about four or five games where he's averaging like 17 points and like six or seven rebounds and he's getting a ton of steals, he, he's taken it aggressively to the hoop. He's been more selective with his shot. I mean, I don't think he's shot below 60% in, in any of these last four games. Um, and, and he's just kind of all over the floor defensively. He, he's, he's really kind of utilizing uh, that five-star talent that uh, a lot of people thought would be one and done for him coming into this year. And and as he, he's a funny case because even before this hot streak, if you look at his numbers, he was having a completely on par or even better uh, freshman year than a player like Dylan Brooks had. It's just Troy Brown came in with one and done expectations, and Dylan Brooks was kind of uh, – uh, uh, an underdog, and obviously Brooks is in the NBA now. But um, you know, since since kind of uh, I guess the Cal game, uh, Brown has really just kind of taken it to another level, and, and he's playing right now at a, at a at a level that we haven't seen from Oregon freshman in a long time. Yeah, one guy that's played at a high level in his Duck career, and now is playing at a pretty high level in the NBA is Jordan Bell. Now, of course, with the Golden State Warriors, uh, Tyson, you wrote a piece today on Oregon Live catching up with Jordan Bell at the Moda Center as the Blazers face the Warriors tonight on uh, on Valentine's night going into the All-Star break. What was it like catching up with Jordan? And I know the comparisons between his game at Oregon and Kenny Wooten's current game at Oregon are there. Um, what have you made about the relationship those two have struck up? Yeah, um, I mean, first, Bell Bell was one of my favorite players to cover at Oregon. He, he's a fun guy. He's a good interview. And, uh, you know, it, it seems like that has stayed the same. I, I know he's had a lot of success early on here in his NBA career uh, before he was sidelined with this little ankle injury. But uh, it, it was really great to see him here and catch up a little bit and uh, uh, just kind of ask him about him, some of his success. But uh, when it comes to Wooten, he, he said he and Wooten have been pretty close this year. They've been talking on the phone. And uh, he's obviously heard the comparisons between the two players because, I mean, they're the sim- similar type of bodies, similar type of players. They're both averaging uh, – Bell averaged 2.7 blocks per game as a freshman. That's the same same pace Wooten's on right now. Um, but Bell just said the comparisons need to, between the two need to stop because it, he, he thinks it's putting a ceiling on Wooten. Uh, he's just like, why can't he be better than me? And, and that's kind of that's kind of the message he said about the whole Oregon team this year. Is it, it's it's really tough for them to play when being compared to last year's team. And I've been at just about every post game news conference this year in it. Every single time, there's a question that's comparing them from last year to this year, and that's that's just a pressure that Jordan Bell and Dylan Brooks didn't have as freshmen because uh, when they came in and, and started for the Ducks, uh, they were playing in a season that had no expectations. The, the team the season before, you know, they were decent. They made the NCAA tournament, but they weren't anything special. And, and now, all of a sudden, this year's Ducks in the classes is being compared to Final Four, uh, a Final Four team, and three players that made it to the NBA, and that's kind of tough shoes to fill. Tyson, as I let you go, I know that making predictions about this Oregon team can be such a fool's errand. I mean, I uh, totally whiffed on their Bay Area trip. I thought they'd beat Stanford, and that didn't happen. I thought they'd lose to Washington, and they crushed them. So I don't know what to make of these games with SC and UCLA. Um, do you have any sense of clarity with, with how they shape up with these two matchups? You know, I think we'll get a split. I'm not sure what order that's going to be in, but I, I do think they're playing well enough right now where they will be able to go in and get a road win somewhere in there. I'm just, I'm, I, my guess though as to where it's going to come from is, uh, 
is probably worthless <laughs> yeah <laughs> because because i mean that's just kind of how the pac-12 has been this year i mean we all thought washington was the hot team uh for a little bit and then oregon you know put a historic defensive performance down on them so uh i i think the ducks will get a split um i i, I i'm not going to predict that they're going to win two in a row but <laughs> <laughs> what about uh last thing i mean team usa losing to slovenia what what happened there Hey, hey, sorry, your, your connection's breaking up a little bit. I think I got to go. Uh. <laughs> on that note, Tyson Alger. Follow him on Twitter, at Tyson Alger. Tyson, thanks so much, man. Love reading your work, and we'll follow you covering the SoCal trip, and we'll see you next week. Hey, thanks, man.